0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> welcome to Is This Real Life? A podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 89. I am here with Mary Payne Gilbert from the Pain in the Pod podcast. She is joining me from
1: Alexandria, Virginia. How are you doing? Hey, you know, I'm doing all right. Uh, You got me up early. And so that's good (laughs) because now I have to really, really start my day like a regular person getting up at a regular hour instead of just lounging around because there's nothing else to do.
0: I know. I wish we could do this in person. Soon we will do this in person again.
1: I would love that. That would, be, that would be really fun. It's 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 fun to do it in person when you can. But right now, it's not, not the time or the place.
0: Not the time okay. or the place. Well, I'm just going to dive in because this was such a crazy week of Bravo shows. I'm thrilled that we have so many Housewives uh, shows on at the same time. I'm very disappointed that Potomac was moved to later in the summer, but I understand that with what's going on right now they won't have enough good programming at that time so i'm a little bit grateful also
1: yeah and they're probably also worried about having to do all these reunions via skype yeah. i mean you know they're like maybe if we push potomac we'll actually get a live reunion out of it
0: yeah that's so true and i mm-hmm. mean god god willing so this week's new york was one for the Ages. These women are still in the Hamptons in Ramona's house, and you think we would be tired of it. We are not tired of it at all. Uh-uh. I I mean it starts out with Ramona actually apologizing to Luann, which I don't know if I've ever seen Ramona do. And Luann comes back to the you know, she was staying in the lower level, and they agree that <laughs> Luann can stay at her own house, which is only 10 minutes away. And then they play tennis and bond over flirting with the tennis pro. (laughs)
1: Okay, I have a a question about the house. Okay. She said she could stay in her own house, which is only 10 minutes away. So that's not her new house. Right. It's her old house with the count that, or whatever he was, that he was, yeah, he was a count, that he was... She was not allowed to sell. Right. Her
0: her ex husband and children sued her and prevented her okay. from selling that house.
1: But she is still allowed to go there. Yes. I,
0: I think her kids, like, I think it's in their trust, perhaps. Okay. Um, and so they I don't think they don't care they'll like, fine mom, but like you can't sell it,
1: you know. Okay. Because when they said that, I was like, well, they made a big deal. When she left her other house, she was like, I have to leave this beautiful house to go to that house. And I got the feeling that she was at her upstate New York house. Oh,
0: yeah. And I think part of the selling of the house was more to prevent her, like she was behaving really manic.
1: Yes. uh huh. She was like calling Dennis and like, just give me $5 million. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think her kids wanted to like put a stop. So that she wouldn't do things in her manic state, yeah. You know,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, all right. I just wanted to clear up when she went to her house. Um, yes, yeah. We also saw we also saw her drinking this episode. Very
0: little. She took a sip of red wine in the middle of a huge fight. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. was very interesting. I think it was also. I was getting a lot of like season early season season one season two vibes with the tennis it just reminded me of of them that was funny so then um you know they have speaking of the drinking they have this lunch and Ramona's like well when you were away we all went around and said something vulnerable about ourselves why don't you you know (laughs) put her on the spot like hey my name is Ramona I've recently gone to therapy and I'm trying to form human connection right so um She asked Luann, and Luann is like, you know, opens up about how it's been really difficult not drinking, but she made a commitment to herself. But then if you flash forward like 30 minutes into the episode, you see her take (laughs) a sip of red wine. Do you think she did it by mistake?
1: Uh, No, I don't. I think that uh, that earlier scene where Ramona was like, oh, taste this. It's frosé. It's so good. Just give it a taste. And then she's like, okay, okay, darling. Is it alcohol in it? Alcohol? And she she said, yeah, it's frozen rosé. And she was like, oh, what was I thinking? And Ramona's like slaps her head. Oh, silly me. (laughs) To me, that seemed a little bit like she is all drinking, but oh, yeah, we're going to pretend like she's not. Do you know what I mean? It just seemed like Ramona wouldn't have handed her basically a glass of wine and said, try this. If she knew she was a sober person. Right. I think they already all knew she was drinking, but they're going to keep with the storyline. You know, I Luanne talked to them beforehand and was like, this is going to be how it's going to go for a while. I have to ease into it. I don't want to just start the season drinking. I'd rather ease into it. You know,
0: it's so interesting once they've become both friends and castmates, how they have to have these conversations about what they're going to show on camera. Yeah, we'll get to that a bit more later with Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so then dog rumors come for Sonia's dog, Marley, and Luann flirts with them. And I just kept thinking, I hope th- I bet their business is thriving right now. Dog rumors that come to your house and wash your dog in your yard.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I uh, we gave our doggie a bath. Last night, and then she like you know destroyed half the house trying to dry herself off. So yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could use a uh, two guys to come in my backyard. I mean, they they like wash the dog in the sink, take it outside, set up this whole like drying station. I was like, I'd like to get my head under that drying station. That looked pretty nice. I know. I can't wait to get. <laughs> I can't wait to get my hair done too. <laughs> it could have been because I'm desperate, yeah, to get my hair cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the real. Kind of meat of the episode starts, so you know Leah kind of foreshadows. She's like, "I'm just really excited to stay in and don't have to worry about any weird white dudes like walking in." <laughs> and then, cue weird white dude Jack arrives. Ramona couldn't handle just having them stay in; she had to invite friends over to her. It, it yeah, just, it...
1: <laughs> she's so annoying. She's she's like, "Well, I invited a bunch of guys. He's the only one that showed up." It's like, "Oh my god." All these guys, I guess, are trying to get with Ramona or I don't know. I don't know, but I don't understand why she doesn't hop on that uh, guy with the $53 million house that we saw last week. Cause I, of course I, I like everybody else looked him up immediately and he is legit and he does own that house. that's valued at $53 million that <clears throat> sorry, Jay-Z and Beyonce have stayed in and it has, you know, indoor basketball court, indoor squash court, baseball diamond in the backyard. I mean, it's, insane and she was chatting him up and i was like give us more of that guy that's that's some real wealth that we can aspire to and and look at and dream of you know
0: yeah i think she gets bored with them honestly i don't think it's that they're not interested in her i think a lot of them are not entirely familiar with the show or reality tv or like who actually watches it or how many people they're like oh that's cute you're on the show you uh-huh. know yeah <laughs> like i'm imagining you're right.
1: Yes, when, you're right.
0: When my dad started dating again, I was a little worried because I'm like, I could imagine him meeting someone like that, and just, <laughs> you know, not really knowing and getting pulled into like a storyline.
1: Like... Oh my god, I'm I'm on on a show called Smothered. Have you seen it? It's where I smother my daughter. I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, that poor guy comes in and. All of a sudden, we realize when he comes in how hammered everybody is because immediately, Sonia, like the night before, gets right up in this guy's face. That's her MO when she gets really drunk, by the way. She likes to get literally boob to boob, nose to nose, like almost kissing. <laughs> she gets right up in his face, and she's like, Leah! uh, Leah likes you she does like anybody why would she like you like right in his face and this guy's like um, I'm going to go now to the other party and that's yeah. uh, crazy it's- that's when we really realized how hammered they were when that guy showed up and they all just started you know trying to assault each other with a vibrator in the butt in the kitchen like I, this that- episode gave me it gave me everything I needed in this time of staying at home it gave me everything
0: it was so funny. I did what drinking game were they playing? They were playing sort of like a beer pong, but I couldn't tell what alcohol was. It champagne.
1: It was champagne pong. Oh and, um, my god! Brian Moylan wrote in his recaps that are hilarious. Oh, he wrote, that. he wrote and said, like if no one has ever invented this, Tinsley needs to tm that right away because how come of all the years of beer pong and everything else, how come this has never been a game we've ever seen in the history of Housewives? champagne pong it had like the little plastic cups that you would get at like a you know baby shower or whatever Uh, you know champagne cups um it was it was yeah and it was like drink 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 and they're probably drinking like hundred dollar bottles of champagne they're just
0: pounding this champagne i've played wine pong before once when i was 19 um it was passover and so beer isn't kosher for passover and i was in college and me and some of my friends were like oh we'll just use wine not a good substitute. There is a lot more alcohol content in wine. Unfortunately, one of my friends ended up with alcohol poisoning.
1: at oh my GW God. Hospital. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. just a miscalculation
0: of how much we were able to drink.
1: Yeah, I think if you're, I mean, if you're slamming wine or champagne in the middle of the day, it's not great. It's not, not great. great. Well, the
0: best is like a, when they give a time stamp, you know something's about to go down. And it was like 7.34 <laughs> p.m. And we're like, oh, no. What's happening?
1: So, so early.
0: So, um, you know, <laughs> Luann, the funniest part, when they're all running around with this vibrator, Luann is like, is this what I look like when I'm drunk? And I'm like, yes. Yes. yes, yes. Luann.
1: Yes. <laughs> It's yeah. what all of us look like. But you know, I was talking to my friend on our walk yesterday, and I was t- she hadn't seen it. She had seen last week, but not this week. And I was sort of telling her about it. And she was like, ugh. And I go, no. I go, it's everything. Like, it's not ugh. It's amazing. And she goes, you know, at this age, and these women are our age, you know, we are um, 50, you know, between 49 and 52. And these women are, you know, Ramona especially, much older. But these women are my same age range. There is no way in hell I could behave that way one night and feel – it would take me a week to recover, much less two nights in a row. I know. I don't know how they do it. I don't I know really how Sonya don't. does it. I mean, Leah and Tinsley are at least a little bit younger, and Tinsley – I mean, Leah just posted something on Instagram where it was a picture of her Her – she's got those like Sheena, Shea, cat-like nails – And one was like broken to the quick and the rest are long. It's awful. And she says, these are my nails from the next day after the vibrator and the chicken night. Tinsley and I went on a helicopter ride and it's the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. And it shows a picture of her and Tinsley um, posed by this helicopter and then her nail. So she and Tinsley at least felt horrible and were hungover the next day. But if Sonya just hopped right up, yep.
0: Oh, my God. Everything's fine. So funny. So, you know, (laughs) Leah's like, you can tell. And at one point, like Leah was saying that she wasn't going to be drinking or that she is, you know, only chooses when she drinks. And then she has something and it's vodka. And you can tell that like a vodka was like code for like, oh, no, she's going to go nuts. And like, well, I don't, I don't think she'll go crazy. I don't think she'll go jump off the deep end like with me here. And then yeah, right. cue to like, you know, the <laughs> next scene. So they're getting completely butt ass naked, jumping in the pool and throwing the tiki torches. I, that was my favorite part was the tiki torch thing and how she was like, Fuck these tiki torches, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, Tinsley's like, what? Why? They're like a fun party. And she's like, watch the news,
1: Tinsley. It was so <laughs> funny. She goes, you know what these tiki torches represent? I mean, that's exactly how they're talking, like, blah, like screaming. And Tinsley goes, they represent like fun party times. She's like, oh, Tinsley, you watch the news. Fuck Dale. Fuck Richmond. Fuck society. Fuck Topper. Take your tits out. It was was (laughs) so
0: funny. I loved seeing this side of Tinsley, like the one that was like easily manipulated into just jumping (laughs) naked into the pool. That was my favorite thing. And I think like Leah just brings out a more fun, a little looser side of Tinsley, which we've all just wanted to see. And when she's so drunk and her guard is down, she can't like fake anything or hide anything. It's who she is.
1: I loved when um <laughs> Leah was like, No, 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 it was Sonia when Leah was saying, You need to drop the Morgan, like you are your own woman, blah, 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 blah. You are a trophy wife, whatever. And she was she pointed at Tinsley and goes, She was a trophy wife. And Tinsley goes, With my high school sweetheart that I married when I was seventeen, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 'Cause they did get married like when they were in high school and what? then had to... when they were in high school? Is that even yeah. allowed? Yeah, that was like their senior year and they like snuck away and got married and didn't tell anybody. Oh
0: yeah. And then when they were twenty six they like remarried. I remember and then, the story they... now.
1: and then their parents made them have like a real wedding later. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So
0: crazy. It was so funny. And then they're in the pool and there's the champagne and they're running around. But Leah is this very interesting how she kind of like brought up Charlottesville without actually saying it. You know, it it was really interesting just to see, and she's got such a background. And you know, she's um I mentioned on last week's podcast that she is also a journalist, and she's one of the journalists that exposed some anti semitism in the Women's March. Whether or not you agree with it or not, but like you know, it it wasn't just like an opinion piece; it was definitely researched. So I don't know.
1: She's got layers. I I enjoy her. I don't – listen, and this is my personal opinion. I don't enjoy a lot of finger tattoos. I think if you're going to have a finger tattoo, go ahead and make it one. But, like, she's got them on every knuckle like Sheena does. and Sheena's got them on every finger and then inside every finger. And I just – that's – I thought that's where I drew the line until I saw the wings on the vagina. And then <laughs> that's where I drew the line. Mary
0: Payne, why are there wings on the vagina?
1: Because it flies!
0: <laughs> that was – I had to rewind that three times. I was like, does she have a tattoo of wings on her vagina or does she have, like, larger extended labia?
1: Oh, my God. No, see, then when she said it and then they showed her again running by the pool and they sort of highlighted where the wings were uh-huh. with blurring out her hoo-ha. I, um, I, I thought it was underwear. You know, when they showed her running around the pool, I didn't see it. I didn't see it because I thought it was just underwear. And um, then I realized, you know, she's in the back. She's so drunk that even if Dorinda is the drunk person helping you, I mean, that's how low you've got. Because Dorinda (laughs) can hardly form a sentence. (laughs) And she's in there dressing this girl. Why do you have wings? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Making sure she's actually clothed. And she was like, you have a daughter. Like This is kind of like, your, this is your first season of Housewives. Like, please don't be entirely naked.
1: But did Dorinda take her in the bathroom and give her her own, like, bra that she was wearing? Some but, Someone sort of bralette. But where did it come from? Because she, no. she didn't go upstairs. Or, and they were in that downstairs half bath.
0: I, literally <laughs> think she
1: took, I think she literally <laughs> took it off uh, her body and put it on yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, it was it was absolutely epic. And then and in the middle of all of this, we see Dorinda, who's, you know, just moderately drunk, telling Ramona, you know, hey, you, when you were drunk a couple nights ago, like all of this stuff is happening when people are just completely blackout. It was like you said that I'll have a new boyfriend in two years and that really hurts my feelings because I'm with John You know, and then Ramona was like, did I say that? And then Luann is like egging Dorinda on like Ramona. That is awful. How could you say (laughs) that? Oh, Ramona, you know, and then Ramona like just hits back with like, well, girls
1: have told me he like hits on them. She's like, what? I was telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. Do you not want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know or not? I mean, Idrinda's like, I never for one second ever believed that that's happened. I was like, flashback, like several seasons ago, we saw him doing it. Of course, he thinks he's a housewife. And that's why when he was first on that first season with her and then really wasn't on the next season, she said, no, he got a little too big for his britches. And I told them I don't want him on as much. Like, because he was getting a little too like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. And she was like, I don't want him on as much. He's not the storyline I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's at parties going, hey, hey look at me. <laughs> Just like when um, my friend Ingrid and I married, met Harry Dubin in New York and he said, I'm on a little show that you may have heard of, a reality show. Oh, so my God. I think John's doing the same thing. It's so obnoxious. But, you know,
0: Vermona was right. You know, I think they've broken up in real time. And two years from that time stamp, I bet you Dorinda will be with somebody else.
1: Absolutely she's right, but you don't get drunk at a party and Dorinda's like meeting somebody and Ramona just sticks her head in with a perfect stranger and goes, oh, this is my friend. Yeah, she'll be broke up in two years. Don't worry. You'll have a chance. Don't worry.
0: I'm like, oh, my God. Ramona, and then Ramona being Ramona, leaves her own house (laughs) to go to the party that she really wanted to go to, leaving these drunken women
1: to fend for themselves. Nobody in the world has more FOMO than Ramona. She can't take it to think that there is something going on that she's missing. Even if it's just one night and she's hosting 12 people and a production crew in her home, she can't take it. She has to go just to see if there's something there that's happening. That's better than what's happening. You know? Yeah. It's oh my gosh. So she's, funny. She's that person at the party that's looking over your shoulder the whole time to see who's better to talk to than you, you know, but Always. then, like when
0: you get to the top, Who's at the top
1: for Ramona? Like,
0: who is the highest of the high?
1: Mm, I don't know. Because, you know, you see her in the restaurant and she's like flitting around. They're like, can you please just be with us? Like, we're here, you know. And then, you know, she said, (laughs) when she said, she goes, no, I've decided I'm not going to go to that party. I'm going to be here with my friends. And they're like, oh, you don't want to be with your other friends? She goes, no, I want to be here with this group of friends. These are my real friends. (laughs) Q2, three hours later, she's like, Bye. (laughs) <laughs> oh my it's so funny i feel like if she finally socially climbed
0: as high as she could go she wouldn't know what to do well
1: she would act like sonia and get in people's face and scream i don't shame my pussy i mean you know <laughs>
0: sonia so <sighs> ramona leaves and we realize elise uh ramona's friend is still there and i, I don't know there's something about L- elise that i do not trust and i read an article the other day about how she's in the legal battle with her ex Boyfriend's or her late boyfriend's children.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: Something about an apartment and she was living in it with this guy and they weren't legally married and he died and she wants
1: to keep it and it's supposed to go to his kids. Wow. But they, you know, Sonya was saying you were a trophy wife. You were a trophy wife. So obviously whoever that guy was had some so coin. that
0: so she had an ex-husband before this boyfriend.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, it's like, come on. If you're really not one of these women, then go out and get your own place.
1: Yeah, let the kids let have it. Let the kids apartment. have
0: it. What the hell's wrong with you? Ugh, so she's going on yeah. And Sony keeps berating her about saying she was an accessory to her husband. And then Leah, it like triggers something in Leah, who was just like, "Sonia, the yacht has sailed. 1985 is gone. It's over. Fuck JP Morgan. <laughs> and then Sony is like, give me another one. I'll fuck him.
1: <laughs> I don't understand. Can you explain to me why she kept saying, I married the bank, not the banker? Uh, was she because, trying to say, I'm rich, and I didn't like him? Because it seems to me, if she's trying to defend her position, she would be saying the she, opposite.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, she married the grandson of J.P. Morgan, who basically, they are the bank. They are the J. The Morgan and Chase
1: bank. Right. Like, I get that. But why was she saying, I married the bank, not the banker? Like, I don't understand why. I mean, it seems to me she would be saying, I married the banker, I married For the, the man. The argument
0: that she was trying to make, it made no sense. Right. Okay. Yes. No, <laughs> you are completely, fact. you know, yes. Logically, she would not say that if she was trying to prove that she was not a trophy wife.
1: Right. She said, we had a partnership. I knew how to garden and where the shoe repair store is. Tinsley doesn't even know where the shoe repair store is. <laughs> what are we talking about here? And do you know what is so interesting? That this episode was so chock full of crazy that I had completely forgotten about that whole Ramona thing, her telling Jorinda uh, about John. I'd completely forgotten about that. Because the show was so, so much in the, That could have, on another another franchise, that one comment would have been two episodes.
0: Yes. And it would have been brought up over and over and over as a reason why you couldn't trust that person.
1: Yeah. And um, now,
0: I mean, it was like a throwaway. It was just like in the middle of all the craziness, an actual conversation between two friends where one is really hurt. Yeah, it's so interesting. And so then Leah just, you know, she's giving them shit about keeping their ex-husband's last names and not just keeping them, but like using them, you know, and branding themselves. I'm a Mortimer. I'm a Morgan. It's like not you're not really. And then Sonya's like, when did this party become Occupy Hamptons?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But the next thing that was also very interesting that. I went back and looked at twice, when they were talking once again about the deer head on the slippers, and it it's the Morgan crest, and you're not yes. a Morgan, but your daughter is. When they flash back to that scene, and they flash back to it twice, when they showed the slippers, no logo on the slippers. They were I just noticed ball. that. I was like, I was so confused. I wonder if she was asked to take it off. Like the more, <gasps> like do you think yeah. they CGI'd it off? Absolutely, they did, because when we saw it for in real time, yeah. they were on there, and then she gave them as gifts to people. We saw it several times, and so I think that they uh, blacked it out, blurred it out, because I think they probably got a letter from the Morgans, like, quit bringing up our family crest, you know? I mean,
0: I can't imagine. So, J.P. Morgan and the whole company, I mean, can you imagine watching Real Housewives of New York and that family and what they must think?
1: Uh, they think, we told you so. We told you so. (laughs) Well,
0: they're in a little bit of trouble for taking some loans that were meant
1: for small businesses, so. Well, several people are. I did just see that um, there was a huge thing against Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yeah. And they gave their money back. Um, And then there was another one. People were trying to uh, start a huge petition against uh, another restaurant, like, because I know that, um, like, In-N-Out Burger gave it back. Not In-N-Out. Shake Shack. Mm Mm-hmm. They gave it back without asking. Uh, but I was like, well, you must have applied for it. Um, yep. Not well thought through from a PR uh, perspective. No. But it is, a, it is a good PR to be like, we gave it back. And if people are dumb, they won't think like, oh, they must have applied for it in the first place. But, you know, anyway, don't drink bleach, everybody. That's all I have to say about that.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of not drinking bleach, the next day <laughs> mm. they wake up and it is their champagne in the pool. Mm-hmm. There are broken glasses. There are tiki churches, like, sp- just spewed throughout the garden. Mm-hmm. And there is a vibrator in the chicken.
1: Now, the vibrator in the chicken, I think that the reason they got the vibrator out in the first place was because the, we didn't see, but they must have started talking about Tinsley saying she had anal with her ex-husband because they were trying to stick the vibrator in Tinsley's butt, and they were going, this is how you like it. <laughs> as she was on the floor she trying to squirm away from them. And they were violating her with a vibrator through her skirt. Um, so I think that's how that conversation started, but they didn't explain it very well because when they kept trying to stick it in Tinsley's butt, I was like, oh, okay, that's where it comes from. And then I guess at some point they got tired of that joke and just threw it over into the plate of, you know, chicken a la fronte. I and don't
0: know. No one noticed it until the next day.
1: <laughs> or even considered like putting the dishes in the sink. Now, and I, when I was talking to my friend about this, I go, both people are right here. Ramona has the right to be pissed that they trashed your house. But also, is also right in that I invite you to my home and I don't expect you to clean. Like, if I invite you into my home, I have a room for you. I'm going to entertain you. I don't expect you to clean the whole time. Um, I, I, You know, I expect you to be respectful to my home. Um So they both have a point. Ramona has a point, like, I can't believe you trashed my house. And the outside was obviously way worse. The kitchen was just dirty. But Jorinda also has a point of, like, if you're invited to someone's home, you don't then think you owe it. Let me stay up an extra two hours to clean the kitchen, you know? And Ramona left. So she could have been like, hey, before y'all go to bed, somebody help me clean up, you know?
0: No one was really thinking. And then um, this is actually my favorite scene. I don't know why it it just – it was so epic. You see, Sonia and Dorinda doing face masks, sitting in a bed together, and Sonia starts brushing Marley's fur with Dorinda's hairbrush.
1: Dorinda was wearing Sonia's pajamas from the day before. <laughs> I was
0: like, "Who are these women?" And then when she just was like, "Sonia, that that I use that on my hair,"
1: <laughs> she's like, "Oh, sorry." And then we get that flash to Tinsley in the bed with the um. Pasta next to her. I was like, oh, girl, we've all been there.
0: Oh, Uh, man, that was so (laughs) funny. It was such an epic episode. I just, I love these women. I know some people think, oh, it's so sad that they're behaving this way and their age and whatever. But the thing I love about housewives is this just lets women live authentically. And, you know, they just are and they just do what they want to do without thinking. And, I find that beautiful.
1: <laughs> well, I think that to your point of the the real friendship, because um, Ramona and Gerinda do have a real friendship that goes back twenty years or whatever, and. That real moment at the party that was not shown, the, you know, when we saw the party scenes, it was a very – because they were far away from the camera. And the camera just sort of got them talking to that guy and then, of course, picked up what their mic said and then used it later. But it was a real conversation where Dorinda was just talking to this guy and Ramona just, like the asshole she is, just pops into the conversation. And is like, ah, she has a boyfriend, but they'll be broken up in two years. Anyway, <laughs> and flits off. And that's what Dorinda's like, don't say that. But it wasn't even featured you know and that's what makes this show so amazing is that some of them really do have these 20 30 year friendships you know where yeah. they can really actually hurt each other but the the rest of it is so fucking bonkers that it's a throwaway that, that this real conversation between friends that was hurtful you know is that's this show there there will never be a, a better show i mean it, it is what it is what we need in this time
0: and they just keep it moving Like, they don't get hung up on things the way that other franchises do. They just keep it moving, you know? Yeah. They move past things, they go quickly, they. New York speed. I, I adore it. Now, what did you think of this week's Beverly Hills?
1: I'm digging it. Me too. I'm digging it. And I, you know, there are a lot of people out there that, um, you know, still stand for Lisa Vanderpump, and that's fine. You can see her over on Vanderpump Rules. I could care less. I don't miss her. I l- like this Sutton person because she's a Southerner, but also she's a complete jerk. So I like- <laughs> She's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that because they're all like, wait a second. And the funniest thing is Erica, and Erica was also on Watch What Happens Live talking about this, like – Honey, if you have money or you have couture, you don't say couture, couture, couture all the time. Like that's true. That's, that's very yeah, déclassé or whatever. And um, I thought that was interesting about Sutton. And then um, Garcelle, we'll see. I, I, I like her storyline of you know she's been because when she started going into that story about when she broke up with the the um, agent mm-hmm. and her husband. Yeah, and the email that came out, when she sent the email to their friends, like, putting him on blast, here's what he did. And
0: it wasn't just her friends, it was people at, so he, like, worked at the top casting agency, and it was all his coworkers.
1: Right, but I think initially she sent it to maybe 15, 20 people, and then, of course, people forwarded it, and it got out, and then it was in the media. When she was recounting all of that, I was like, I totally remember that. Mm -hmm. Like, just like unrelated to the show, I remember thinking like, now this is juicy. Um, because she just was like, hey, can I look at your phone real quick? I need to look at something. And he was like, sure. I mean, he wanted to get caught. I mean, it was terrible.
0: And he said he, she said he was having an affair for five years. Five years. And, and they were married
1: I, I, like 11. I mean, yeah. That's
0: insane.
1: And I don't know, it, and it probably would be easy to find out, but I didn't do any research Um, who the person was that he was having the affair with. I'm sure the person was named, but maybe he was, it was like she said, like they were a power couple, like she's a famous actress, he's a big agent. So they were, you know, he, maybe he didn't want to give up that power couple status, you know?
0: Yeah. And I'm sure it's hard, but to, to do that to your wife and kids and put them through all of that, it's just better to have an amicable, amicable
1: divorce rather than, and uh, not amicable divorce, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you always think on these things. Like, what did what did he think was going to happen? What did, I did mean, he think? You know, you know? Yeah.
0: like it was going to end eventually. And then we see Dorit and her new home, which she calls her forever home. And what? Uh, okay, so my favorite thing about this season of Beverly Hills is in the confessionals, you see the producers asking the questions, and yes. you see them getting a little annoyed by the questions. And so they're saying, you know, why is this home in your name only? Which is really unusual for a married couple to not both be listed on the title of the home and on the loan of the home.
1: Absolutely. And then she says to the producer, is, is your home in your wife's name? And I think he was like, "Uh, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> I... Because at the time with Beverly Hills was on so my daughter um, who is 17 likes Beverly Hills. She doesn't like all the shows, but so when she wants to watch with me, you know, I have to like schedule around her. So she was in our den and put it on like loud. Cause I was in the kitchen making something. I don't know. It, it, all the days run together with all the meals that I have to make these days. Um, but I was in the kitchen working on something and I was like, put it on loud cause I'm in here and then I can hear it. So when Dorit and PK were talking together in their talking head, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I like her alone. Uh, I don't need to see his potato head tell saying anything. Explain to me exactly what they were saying. So he used to work for a very posh real estate firm in London and they had a lot of good years. Now yes. take it from there because after that I, he did like the rain in Spain and quickly and he explained how he had to change his accent.
0: Well, yeah, so he got elocution lessons uh-huh. to be more posh, and he became their, like, top agent or seller, and then he lost all the money in the credit crunch, and that was not clear what that meant. I'm assuming it means, like, the year 2008.
1: 2008, the housing crisis. The housing and
0: all that. crisis, and, but I don't know what that meant in the UK, but, I mean, it was a global recession. So then um, they were... But, but then it's like, how did you make the money back? That was not ever clear.
1: And I mean, so he was saying all this and then she was saying, and of course, I hate, I really, really hate when they do this on these shows. Of course, they do them all when the producer tells them to set up the scene, like to go in and go as if they've never discussed it before to be like, well, I'm sorry that I'm get, you know, the money that was mine before we got married. And he's like, it even has nothing to do with you. I can't believe they're taking your money as if this is the first time they've ever talked about it but yeah. that was the, like Dorit's money that also the bank is taking because she was married to him and she's explained that to me I, I don't really I mean so
0: once you get married all of your assets are combined and he had failed to repay certain loans and the whoever was asking him for money went through the legal system and then the court seized his
1: bank account and then seized her money that was just in her name that she had before they were married. Well, no, because they just rolled over all the money into an account together or a couple accounts because she made it sound like it's my money. And you know, it was before we got married and darling. And he's like, I know it's not fair. And I was like, well, OK. I, I, well, Then I really, she
0: needed to have a separate account that wasn't in his name.
1: I, I really need to go back and watch it when I'm not it, like I don't distracted. think it's making sense.
0: That okay. What they're saying is not making sense. And then we were basically they were asked like, "Hey, so can you like prove that you're not con-, con artists?" And then PK was just like, "I can't spend my whole life engaging in negative energy." So I, what's so interesting about this season is that it's very clear that the producers heard people's cries for to talk about the things that are all in the media that they ignore on the show. Mm-hmm. and to like very specific issues so Dorit and PK's finances um yes you yes. know like seeing Tom um in terms of Erica yes um, exactly you know, like I noticed the, that too there's yes. like so many notes I feel like that we have given out into the world and the producers have heard and they have corrected and so it's it's just really really interesting to see them try and recalibrate to what the audience wants, is saying that it wants to see.
1: Yes, that whole situation with Tom, who apparently only ever goes in the house to the breakfast table, because that's all we ever see him at the (laughs) breakfast table. And she comes in full head-to-toe glam that took three hours for her to, you know, come into breakfast. And she's saying, like, I got the contract, you know, to be on Broadway. And he's saying, like, I'm so proud of you and all this. And it does feel very father daughter Yes. It does. Um, but I also loved this episode when, and I think also it was set up by producers. I don't think this is a natural conversation because these two people hardly know each other for Garcelle to be like, so how's your sex life with the 80 year old <laughs> man? And she says, um, you know, it's fine. She was it's not like 20 year olds every day, but like, I don't want that anyway. And then, you know, she says to the camera, people always ask about this. Now, Two seasons ago, Erica would have been like, none of your business. Be married for 18 years and then talk to me. Move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now she's like, people always ask this all the time. And like, I have a 20-year marriage. Come at me when you have a 20-year marriage. Like, who cares? Like, it's fine. You know? Yeah. It's but interesting. I like that. I like, I like that. Like, okay, just go ahead and say. like,
0: I like that, uh, too. I think that them getting breakfast together, Garcelle and Erica, was set up by producers. But I do not think the question was. I really oh, okay. think it's, like, Garcelle's personality.
1: Oh, to just be like,
0: so, girl, tell me about your sex life with the 80-year-old. Well, to year be old. like, wait, you're married to an 80-year-old? Like, what? How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I think that's just her personality, which
1: and works very well. The whole stuff, too, to be – the whole stuff about um, the son. And she was like, you know, when my son came here and he was so great to let my son move in and all this stuff, I was like, that's um, – way different because normally she would be like don't you talk about my son you don't know what I go through you know and she was saying
0: that like one of the things that was so wonderful about Tom is that he accepted her and her son and became a really like engaged stepfather
1: yeah and so I think that that was a note that they took as well like we need she is a mother and that is part of her life and, you know, I think that from the people that read her book, I did not, that it's very clear that she chose career over her child and left him in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very clear. It's not a question. And she left him with the dad. And eventually, when he was older, it seems like maybe 10 or 11, he moved out to L.A. to be with her or maybe split his time. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, we haven't heard from the son, but he lives with them. So, yeah, it seems I think be okay, you know?
0: she um, wants to protect his identity because he's a police officer. Uh-huh. And so she's just like, he is not going to be on the show. And that is that. And we can show Tom and we can show myself and we can show my career and we can show my house. But we will not show my son. And yeah. I think that's a smart move.
1: Yeah, I do, too. And I, and I think that. Um... But again, I think that's right. I think they did a whole recalibration. I'll be so interested to see when and if we ever get OC back, if uh, they have taken all the notes that people have given about OC, you know?
0: Yeah, because it's fascinating. Like with, I mean, Beverly Hills has a lot of viewers still, you know, it's still one of the most highest watched franchises. And so, you know, but when people were getting frustrated – we see Renna and Teddy go on a walk, and uh, Renna opens up about her daughter Amelia not doing very well in New York City, having a lot of anxiety to the point that, like, the daughter's therapist called Lisa to yeah. say, I don't think your daughter's doing well. Um, and she acknowledged, like, okay, so this was another thing. Like, she acknowledged the public perception that she caused her kids eating disorder and that's mm-hmm. something that was also kind of a note because everyone's like, Lisa, look at how skinny you are. Look at how weird you are about food. And now yep. it's like shocking that your, you know, teenage daughter suddenly has this eating disorder.
1: Exactly. And, and you know, she's acknowledging I, I, it head on. Like, And I, I felt that as a mother. I felt that as a mother, her being like, oh, there's no matter what I what I do, of course, it's going to be the mother's fault. Like, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And listen, she very plainly said um, on Andy Cohen's show one time, um, his radio show, he, she was on there and she he. Um, this was when this is when he was in L.A. waiting for his child to be born. So he was living at a hotel and he was doing his radio show from the hotel and she came in and they did an interview and John Hill was there, too. And he was asking her flat out, like, how do you look like this all the time, like to be your age and look this great? Like and she goes, I don't eat. And he goes that's it right and she goes yeah it's 90% food and 10% exercise of course you can exercise to make your body strong but you do, I I don't I don't really eat she was like I mean no, I eat one meal a day and that's it and he goes well I appreciate you like saying that not being like I eat cheeseburgers she goes no if you want to look like this it's hard work I mean I was like okay I'm glad that she said that but you also have to think now she's got two daughters that want to be models Yep, and we've seen how Yolanda's like. You may have one bite of cake, you will only have one bite of cake. I mean, you know, we've we've seen it. So she wants her daughters to be the next Hadid daughters. You know, I, I can ima- I can imagine with her mother saying nothing about them eating. It's just implied. Yeah, you know. Mhm. And again, she's doing the best she can. You got Harry Hamlin baking pies. So I mean. I don't know. That was hard because I felt for her. I felt like in a lot of ways, yes, it is her fault. But in the same way, at least she's acknowledging like, hey, you know, I have a hand to play in this. Maybe we should all go to therapy together, you know?
0: Yeah. I I don't think she's willing to change her behavior. And somehow she's been told, whether by doctors or whatever, that her weight is healthy and her labs are healthy. And, you know, there's plenty of people with eating disorders that don't, cross that line of of getting near death, you know? That are just course, constantly yeah. in this like slightly undernourished space. Mm-hmm. And and I think she walks and has walked that line for decades. And so I think her daughter went a little too extreme. And I think she's thinking, like, why can't you just <laughs> restrict your eating like me instead of just completely stop? It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's absolutely um outside of Hollywood, I mean, people like me are like, what are you talking about? Why would you eat one meal a day? That's not even healthy, you know, but
1: it is what it is. It is the same with people with people with um, addiction, specifically, I'm talking about alcoholism, because I have a lot of it in my family. And my husband's in recovery almost six years, you know, he's doing great. But his parents, of course, who are in their 80s, literally said to him, like, I don't understand, like, why can't you just have one glass of wine? Like, why right. Why did it get to this point? And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, like, if you don't understand what a, an addiction is. So I think Lisa Renna, has always been so, so, so self-controlled that she could not understand how it could go to the extreme, right? Like, she doesn't right. understand why someone would be, would be an addict of any kind because why not just have... One glass of wine. Why not do cocaine one time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think she doesn't understand it at all because she herself has such a tight grip control on herself that she doesn't understand why other people don't as well. Yep. She views it, she views it as a weakness. And, you know, so they, they need to get into some family therapy. Because, I mean, even that scene last year. Oh, my God. When, that when was the worst d- when Harry made dinner and no one would eat anything. Yeah. And she they sat down to eat and he had grilled the burgers and she was like, I'm not hungry. Like I'm not, and you could tell she was doing the thing that the kids with eating disorders do. Like, no, I'm not hungry. I ate something earlier. And he's like, we are sitting here and we are having dinner. And she's like, no, I'm not going to eat. I'm not hungry. And of course they've been through this with her. Now it's on camera. Yeah. And he was right at her and was like, this is your fault. I mean, awful for the marriage, awful for the family, awful for the kids, awful for all the relationships in that family. So I hope that they are, in a big family therapy session right now as we speak. I hope so too.
0: Yeah. Well, then we see Denise has oh been in pain. And oh. how she was able to work through all of this, I have no idea. But she had multiple hernias, like a specific kind of hernia in her like lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. And there ended up being four of them. And she had a six and a half hour surgery. Now, that is a long time
1: to be under that they said was going to be an hour and a half because I guess yeah. they got it. I don't know, but it seems like they got in there and the hernia was on both sides of the muscle instead of one. I mean.
0: Yeah, and, and there were four of oh, oh.
1: them. Oh, Lord, Denise.
0: Um, I have a theory here.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. It's oh, probably no.
0: pretty obvious. But Aaron, her husband, oh, I do not trust that man. He is very into pseudoscience. Like oh, all yeah. the weird shit that he was doing okay, the stuff he was doing was not necessarily harmful. Like, hey, here are these, like, whatever vibrations that can, like, help you relax your muscles after surgery. But it's, like, listen to the goddamn doctor. And I wonder how many times or how often how this got so bad. Was she, like, ignoring how bad it was? Was she trying to... I don't know like is she gonna like listen to him and have some sort of essential oils and like healing energy (laughs) like he and then next week he there's a preview and it says something about like well people are after me and I'm like this man is nuts
1: I don't think he's nuts at all I am not getting I am not agreeing with you on this I think he's (laughs) no I think he's amazing I I No, I disagree. I think that that's edited weird, and I think we're going to find out what that means. Maybe he means the paparazzi follows me because I'm married to her or because she was married to Charlie. Or Charlie Sheen has people after me or following me, which, of course, is completely in the realm of possibility. Um, I think we're going to find out. I think that was a weird edit. I don't think he's nuts. I think next week you're going to take it back.
0: Okay. I I probably will. I I just There's something I don't feel. Like, I don't – I really – Am uncomfortable with this sort of like LA pseudoscience, especially like while we're doing with the pandemic. It's just like yeah. all of the crap that you've been peddling. It's great if it makes you feel better, but you are taking people's money, and there is no proof that what you're doing is helpful. Okay. So yeah. uh, you're not you're not a licensed therapist. You're not, you know, so all these things that he's peddling and then like you're seeing Denise in a situation that required actual medical intervention. And I'm not yeah. talking about like East versus West like medicine. I'm talking about like things that are like be- like this weird electrode. Like that's not Chinese medicine. That's just stupid. So I was no, just like I, I, looking at I the TV like you
1: idiot. <laughs> no, I agree with that. And then, you know, and Rena's going, well, are you in pain? She says, well, I haven't taken any pain pills. I'm trying to do it naturally. And Rena's like, take the pills. Oh, my. I mean, you have six and a half hour surgery. You could take pain pills for two days. It'll be all right. You know,
0: I know. Um, I
1: couldn't imagine
0: after I had abdominal surgery, I, I was in so much pain. I mean, I was like, give me whatever you've got.
1: Yeah, knock me out for a couple of days and then let's talk about walking around. Um, yeah, and, and you know, I agree that his whatever he is hawking is a little woo-woo where he's like, Oh yeah, they're gonna do this and do this on the next space shuttle. We're like, Shut up, Aaron. But um I, I don't I, I don't think he's like a, a weirdo. I, I just think he's just very into that LA like let me heal you, you know, with the vibrations from the earth, you know. Oh,
0: that stuff drives me crazy, but yeah, I, I feel you He's probably a good person. It's just I, uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> um okay, just to to finish out the episode. so Teddy's having this accountability retreat. She invites all the women, but tells them that she won't be offended if they can't come, and she just wants them to come <laughs> because they want to be there. No one actually wants to be there, so it like leads this whole weird thing. And then Sutton has a store opening. And they're all talking about Teddy's accountability treat. And she's like, well, you don't have to come if you don't want to, or I don't really need you to be there. And then Sutton rightly points out, Look, why the hell would I go if you don't want me there?
1: <laughs> it's well- just... As a as a, a, for, a former client of All In by Teddy, of which I am, oh. I can t- I can tell you right now that this retreat is very serious for the coaches, and they did open it to the public for like some like somebody like me could go. I could pay like a thousand bucks to go or whatever. So I think that in her mind, she's like, "This is very serious. This is my business. I don't want you coming in and having like a cocktail party drama." And ruining my business when it's all about. I mean, I am on the Instagram page that's for clients, and it is, it's a little culty. It's, you know, very, very calorie restrictive. And I mean, speaking of, I mean, crazy, all that stuff. And they are, every single one of those coaches and all of them are very into it. And all the clients are very, the ones that stick with it, not me. I'm a fallen teddy uh follower but the ones (laughs) the ones that stay with it are very into it so i can imagine she's like for production i'm supposed to ask you because this is my business but i really don't want you to come oh uh, i think
0: she wanted them to come and like behave a certain way rather you you know you can't 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 control these women
1: Yeah, she's like, if you're going to come and do the yoga and listen to me talk about brown rice for lunch and oatmeal for breakfast, great. But if you're going to come and say this is dumb or act silly during the goat yoga, then you're going to have to go, you know.
0: Oh, my gosh. And then we really kind of – then Sutton shines because – the mayor of West Hollywood comes and he is, you know, like making some sort of statement for her, uh, you know, store opening. And she starts berating him about parking tickets.
1: <laughs> she was like, You have to park in one direction. I was like, Yeah, generally you shouldn't park the wrong way oh on a street. Oh my god, it was so hilarious. cringeworthy! It was terrible. You know, what it was, it was Mandy, it was like that time where they had that like abused. The little girl thing in New yes, York. If yes. Ramona and Julia kept talking over her. It was the same thing. It was like, this is so cringy. Yes. It's like, just stop. Please. People are looking at you.
0: Oh, but I think we've got a season. I really do. Same. I'm into it. And apparently Brandy Glanville has been told by Bravo to stop talking about the season.
1: I saw that. I saw that. We won't use the words that she used in her tweet. See you next Tuesday. But yeah. um she yeah. I'm I, I'm really interested to see what happens with this because that first episode they gave us with the last, you know, minute showing what's gonna happen was pure cinematic beauty, Scorsese level. <laughs> I but um I, I don't know because I heard um Heather McDonald on jeff lewis live the other day talking about it and she said she definitely knew about it before it was in the news and she was yeah i knew about this before it was in the news she was i really think from my understanding from she was like from my inside source i really think it was like a one time fling and it was not like a month's long romance that these two had Mm -hmm. it definitely was like a you know what i figured to be like a a drunken. A, a, a drunken hookup at a party because the two of them do like to throw back the tequila. Um, Heather says that's her understanding as well, but definitely her husband didn't know about it. And so, you know, Brandy's saying all this. Well, she told me she had an open marriage and blah, blah, blah. Brandy probably, you know, blew something up into it. But we do know for sure, and I can't remember where I heard this. For sure we know that it was Kim Richards that told Kyle because Brandy told Kim. And Kim told Kyle and it was, and it's Kyle that is that Kyle is the one that like says it to the ladies when Denise is not around. Like (gasps) I heard, I heard, but it's because Brandy told Kim. Oh my God. That is juicy. Now Heather said that on her Patreon. Heather's Patreon is worth joining y'all. She said, um, she was like, I'll just put it this way. There's somebody on the show that has a sister that is good friends with Brandy Glanville and that's how it comes out because that sister then mentions it later like at a party.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So it's Kyle.
0: Kyle. And that would make sense then when they were interviewing Kyle and she's like, I don't think that Denise is going to show up at the reunion. Yeah. Because Kyle thinks she runs the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So it is. It, it's juicy. It's juicy and it's saved this show because we don't have to listen to – six episodes talking about somebody giving you underwear or six episodes about a, a puppy that was given away. Like now we got something.
0: We you know? got something. Should we go into the Atlanta finale? Yeah. So, um it wasn't that exciting I didn't think. I don't know. I felt like um there weren't a lot of loose ends that were tied up, but we see Ava's new home, Cynthia comes over, tells her that she's getting married on 10 10 2020. Mm -hmm. hope that can still happen but you know not looking so great she's making that happen (laughs) she's she's gonna find a way um we see mama joyce sharing how she just doesn't trust anyone because once someone stole her lunch money and then we see this scene that like (laughs) really pissed me off i i mean i have turned on nini um where nini is on the phone with wendy williams And she's upset about a TMZ story where Kenya had called Nini a bully, right, and said she doesn't have any real friends. Right. So Nini starts saying that she thinks Kenya's marriage is fake and there's no marriage license, that Brooklyn is a result of an egg donor. That is not her business.
1: Uh -uh.
0: It is still her child. It doesn't matter whose egg it is. I mean, Mm -hmm. to be able to carry a child at 47 – yeah. is a miracle and a gift and a blessing who cares whose sperm who cares whose egg like she had carried that child and that is her baby and to say anything about it as if it's like something they're trying to hide I mean what what else do you think happens at 47 you think yeah. she has <laughs>
1: on you know yeah i mean they were all those pictures of them in bermuda or somewhere um you know at these clinics and things um her and mark you know before she was announced that she was pregnant and so fine good well who cares it's not that's really really crossing the line of not our business and i think that probably goes right into the category of what you said at the beginning of things we are not going to talk about on camera um and I think that Wendy Williams uh, came out really, really against Nene, saying that I she. Think so too. I think she said, like, those phone calls were private, or like she didn't know, she didn't they, were, know they were being the, filmed. That the, that the production was there. Um, yeah, Wendy Williams and Nene, their friendship is odd and goes back and forth. But yeah, I. That whole. Mama Joyce in the lunchbox thing. And Candy <laughs> Candy's look at, Candy just looks at her like, Really, really. I mean, Candy cannot get over how nuts her mom is. She's like, This is all right, Mom. How long did it, how long have we been sitting in this house cooking up that story? I mean, <laughs> so crazy. But that whole scene with um and I don't know, maybe it was last week or if it was this week with Candy and Todd and the British therapist. Um yes that was, I feel for candy because I, I feel their positions both so strongly. Like Todd's like, okay, I did agree to sort of be like this house husband. Right. But now that I've proven that I can also make money and be my own person, but then you're never home because it's just like, and somebody else on the show said with candy, like how much money does she need? Like, you know, yeah, like she's always chasing like a bigger, better thing. And I think that's great. And I think that but if it's at the detriment to her family, I think at some point she does have to have a little, a little like, okay, I'm going to take. Well, now she's forced to right now, but like I'm going to take three months off, and no matter what comes my way, like I'm not going to take it. Like, how many restaurants do we need? How many studios do we need? How many houses do we need on one property? You know, um, I don't know what it is about Candy. Like, she, maybe she's always worried the money is going to get taken away, or I found that very interesting and very real. The two of them talking about what they're not getting you know from each other
0: I thought it was really remarkable to see like two people in therapy that seemed to like want to actually work through it yeah and who I think Todd explained himself calmly what sucked was then he does these things later on that are passive aggressive, like Mm -hmm. not coming by and saying hi to Mama Joyce and Candy when they were in the restaurant and he was there, like that's such a stupid small slight. All you have to do is walk by, you know? And so then that kind of I feel like erodes at the progress that has been made by him opening up and sharing his feelings about the marriage and what he really needs and wants and all that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, at the end of the episode, he apologizes. But like, come on. You know, but at the same time, if he cared so much about spending family time, then why is he wasting his time putting on the stupid baby shower? That's like, I mean, not that it's stupid. It was just such a production and mm-hmm. it takes so much time to put on. I mean, they, they filmed it at a. they went to a movie lot. They, you know, all of the coordination that goes into it. I mean, that's time that you're not spending
1: with Ace. Right. They could have had. That party for that amount of people at their um, secondary home that is connected to their first home. Right. <laughs> um, they yeah, it was. It's because I, like all these parties, you could never tell. Are there three hundred people there or thirty? Like, did they ask the thirty people they want to film to come two hours early, film that, and then a hundred people came later? Like these parties, you could never tell. It looks like it's so sparse for the production that it is, you know? Yeah. And people obviously were leaving because she was like, people are starting to leave. Like we need to play the games. I was like, is that what we're doing at parties? want to play games. All right.
0: Oh God. I didn't think it was the, I don't know. If they wanted to do that, fine, but I felt like Candy was stressed and Todd was stressed. I don't feel like anyone had fun at this baby shower. They're parading the surrogate out, like oh. not letting her like at first park like in the VIP parking place. Like this woman <laughs> is like, you know, like 33 weeks, 34 weeks pregnant. Like just just come on. Why are you, you know? Funny. It was yeah, Forgot it was about something that. else. And then so we see um then Nini and Portia hang out. And you can tell Portia has really started to like go back to Nini's side over Kenya. Um, and she talks about how, you know, Kenya lied at her March of Dimes event about Shamia and the water breaking. I don't know. I'm kind of over all of it. I just I was really just disgusted about Nini talking about Brooklyn and and the egg donor and all of that. It just felt like really unnecessary and
1: like shaming her for how she became a mom and who even knows how much of that is true it's just it It doesn't matter it doesn't matter it seems like a bunch of speculation but to talk about it as if it's a negative thing like that she
0: was like that she used an egg donor I mean that's
1: well they're um, not like saying anything about candy for having a surrogate I mean you know what I mean like I I don't know it just it very much is sort of like that is a we don't talky about that zone. Like, like no, 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 no talk, no talk on that. That's not your business. It's just not you know?
0: necessary, and it's just I don't know. It's just shame. I don't know. I'm I'm over Nene. I am interested to see how the reunion is done via Zoom or Skype or however they're doing it. That'll definitely be interesting.
1: It will because you know they're doing it on Watch What Happens Live, and you know all the shows are doing it and so that's fun but this the the reunions really lend themselves to back and forth you know um so i don't know it won't it won't be uh per usual for sure i hope they'll, they'll just figure out a way to do it better than over zoom you know
0: yeah i i think so too i we'll see how it goes um We'll see how it goes. But I'm I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I really did enjoy the season of Atlanta. I just feel like the last few episodes have kind of lacked uh, excitement. You know, ever yeah. since they left Greece, it was like, what is happening? Is anything really going on? So yeah. it's been hard to keep my attention up. But I do love Atlanta. I love the women. And I really love Portia. So that'll be interesting. I, I love Portia so much. Um, should we wrap up with a quick Vanderpump
1: Rules? um yes i want to say one thing about portia oh yeah that i love oh i last, last episode when she was having that fight with dennis and he she oh. starts taking all the cookies and he goes what i can't have cookies no cookie for you hot dog man and she <laughs> takes all the cookies upstairs with her i was like that would be me i'd be like He's amazing i'd be like no i get all the you get no cookies you're an asshole he Give sucks me.
0: He sucks, he sucks so bad. I can't even. I, it's so painful for me to talk about her relationship because he is so unworthy of being a partner to her.
1: He absolutely is. He absolutely is. He sucks. And, you know, I, I did appreciate when they all had that come together meeting with all sides of the family to discuss what he did and discuss how they're going to try to move on for the baby and stuff. Like, you know, you don't see that very often on these shows um, where he just had to sit there and sort of take it with both sides of the family But doesn't matter. He still sucks. He's he's never going to, you know, I don't think ever be fully faithful. I think he thinks he's I think he thinks he's all that just because he's the hot dog king.
0: I don't know who like where. I mean, Portia is the best thing that is ever going to happen to him.
1: Right. Oh, Absolutely. She's
0: hilarious. She made him a dad like she's so fun and she's a queen. And for him to like not want to move back in with her after begging her to get back together
1: I don't you know. know. I don't it, trust it, it, it. I, I understand that it is far away, and his business is in Atlanta, and they're like, I don't know, like in Dudwoody or something. They're an hour away. It would be like, you know, people here that like live in St. Michael's or whatever and commute to D.C. You know, it is far. It
0: is, but then you have to make that sacrifice, prove that you're going to work on it, and then
1: convince her to move closer. Exactly. You move back there, and then convince her like, let's let's split the difference, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. They'll I'm sorry, I,
1: I, I just had to go back to Portia because that whole no cookie for you hot dog man I, I, is the funniest thing I've ever seen. She was not even remotely kidding.
0: Oh, no. She, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, I'm so mad and I bake these cookies and you're not going to get them.
1: <laughs> and then she's like, just like, like a, like two, you know, like two toddlers or two teenagers like, nope, all the cookies are for me and just stacking them up in your hand like you can't have any and running away with them. God, it was funny. She's okay, so sorry. funny. <laughs> I wish
0: we had that level of humor on Vanderpump Rules because it has been kind of a dry season. Oh, it's so sad for what it used to be. Um, we Speaking of egg donors and eggs and all that, we see Sheena being upset that Brett and Max didn't call her after her egg retrieval. Um, and then convincing LVP that she's happy being single. Um, okay.
1: On Watch What Happens, <laughs> on Watch what Happens Live. Um, yeah, it showed it, her it, a new boyfriend. Yeah, oh, yeah. Andy asked her, OK, now who called you after the egg retrieval? And she's like, oh, OK, well, um, Katie called me. And then, of course, Kristen came over and then Dana called me. And then she listed like six other people that called her and came over and checked on her. And he goes, so they're right. You are a liar. <laughs> Lots of people did check on you.
0: Right. She definitely it was just Max and Brett. I don't know. I don't know. Hey. At the same time, she's been forced to film with them. I mean, when she got her call sheet, she doesn't get to, like, choose which scene she's in.
1: I I loved um, I loved that Wendy McClendon-Covey was like, by the way, Sheena is carrying the show. She's the only one that will yeah. film with these new people that nobody – I mean, she called it right out. She's like, nobody cares about these new people. Sheena is taking it all on her back to film with them. And you know, we very famously, we know she gets paid the least –
0: it's and so frustrating because she, she puts gets, in so much work.
1: She does. I don't. I. I would not want to be like her friend, or really don't even want to see her that much on the TV. But I do say justice for Sheena because she is completely being the bridge between the old and the new. And the only, only person in that new group that I care about is Charlie because she has the best one-liners that don't seem scripted like Danica or Dana. Mm-hmm. Charlie for the win at all times.
0: I I'm interested in Danica because of how um, like I don't know volatile she seems to be. <laughs> She's trying to be the new Kristen,
1: is what I think. I think I mean, they're all
0: trying to be something, but yes, I'd be interested in seeing Danica not try and just with cameras on her. The hard part about having new people and a show that's been around eight seasons is that they are very aware of the show. They're aware of the audience. They're aware of everything. Whereas those first few seasons of Vanderpump rules, they were just being themselves and being crazy and not even sure if anyone was going to watch it. So like that was as authentic as you're ever going to get was that first season, first two Mm -hmm. seasons, you know, Mm -hmm. and then now it's really hard to, you can't really get an authentic show. You can't, like, not like that because it's tied to something that already exists. Um, and, I'm t-
1: and I'm tired of the the producer-driven, like, listen, we know that on a regular day that Tom Sandoval and Stassi and Katie and Schwartz are not all going to be sitting in Katie and Schwartz's kitchen discussing who's going to do the fake wedding. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, Stassi's not going to go over and hang out if Sandoval's there. She doesn't like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not a natural, a natural occurrence. So they are setting these things up so much more than they used to. And as you know, I think you are the only person in the world that cares about the show as much as I do. I like know. It, it's like the two of us are like the last ones holding on. You were like, come on. Like, even this week I was recording with Erin Martin and she said something uh, about it. And I go, I will not hear any bad talk of Stassi. And she's oh, like, no. she was like, but Mary Payne. You know, da, 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 da. And I go, no you cannot talk bad about saucy. She's like, Oh Lord. I was like, no, I, I I can't take it. I can't take it. And you know, they, they talk about the spinoffs, like they're going to do an old one versus a new one. Um, and of course I'm a sucker and I'll watch both. Um, but I want the old, the old cast. I want it to be more authentic and not these like plans. Yeah. Like I'm now going to come up to you to talk about the priest and then we're going to have a fight. And then Brittany's going to have 16 shots of tequila and start screaming Jack's, Beat him up. Kick his ass. I mean,
0: you know. Yeah. I think I I want to see them. I want them to kind of get away from Lisa's grip. And I want Mm -hmm. to see what their lives are like. Separate from Sir. So Tom Tom. Yeah, that's real because they go there. You know, yep. like they're getting older. We don't need to have these storylines that are contrived. Yeah, they're getting married. They're maybe going to have kids. They're having mortgages. Like, that's OK. This doesn't have to be as wild and crazy as it used to be. I think yeah. people are bought into their who they are as people and mm-hmm. wanting to know more about them than we are wanting to see them screaming at each other drunk.
1: Well, you had a good point that you made when you were a guest on my podcast where you said, that this is the only show on reality TV where we start, we, where we have started with them as very young adults, like yeah. um, a, a just a little bit post-college age now into people that are practically 40. And this is like actually the real world. Like people are married, people have mortgages, people have jobs, people are going to have babies. Um, and then the other people that don't ever want to get married or, you know what I mean? Like, all that all that swirls around in one cauldron together and that's actually very interesting but what they're trying to do is make it like it was in the beginning where there are all these like 20 somethings working at a restaurant but we don't need that like we've already had that let's move I'm happy to have it move forward but like like you were saying like on all these other shows they start where the people are already fully formed adults like right. in their 40s so that's what's different about the show and that's what they're not like grasping onto that they should be
0: you know, and I mean, there there are so many ways they could make it better, too. yeah, like this, I don't know. I, I was really um interested in this scene with Sheena um and uh, was it is it Dana? And she goes to Dana's apartment and was like, I got you a gift for your birthday. It is a psychic reading. I I have a medium and we can like try and get your mom to come back from the dead. Mm -hmm. And I cringed more than I think I've ever cringed watching anything. I was like, Sheena, not only does she not understand how like intense it is to lose a parent, but she like, it's not that is against this. Dana had said, I don't know if it was in a statement or something, like, I wouldn't do anything like that without my sister, and I wouldn't do it with someone that I didn't know that well.
1: Yeah, and, absolutely. You
0: know, but it's just, and then the part that I got so angry at was when she was like, but, you know, Sheena, you haven't lost a parent. And she's like, yeah, but my mom has. I was like, oh, my God, girl, that is not the same thing. Also, how old was your mother when she lost her mom? Not I mean-
1: 19 it's really, it's, it's just goes into the whole Sheena trying so hard and trying so hard to be your best friend or the best girlfriend ever or the best uh, side. You know, I'm your best friend. That's a girl, but you can tell me about other girls you're with, but maybe one day we'll hook up. Like she's trying so hard, so fast to make these bonds that she oversteps her bounds and doesn't understand like, wow, that's really personal. And we are not friends like that. Right. You know, it's just it was just so
0: poorly thought out. And then for her to be like, oh, no, she's not here. And then, you know, go outside and the psychic is there. And (laughs) she has to be like, yeah, she doesn't want to do the reading. And then she became the victim being upset that Dana didn't want her gift. And it's like, you don't get to be upset about this. This is not about you. This was never supposed to be about you. Why are you making it about you? And it could have been that she's on all these hormones for her egg retrieval. And I get it. It, Like, it really can mess with you. But talking about something like the death of a parent. And Dana lost her mom when she was like 19. Like, that stays with you. That's not. Oh, my God. I just. Oh, that drove me nuts. Um, or Sheena. She, I, I mean, know. you know what I
1: mean? I think that I know. I just, maybe she means well, but also she maybe means well, I think, but. she just she just doesn't – she's just a stage five clinger. Like she, she just doesn't understand like, hey, let's let this relationship grow and maybe it will grow into something. And even when I watch What Happens Live when she had her boyfriend on there who was a, hot, by the way, and she is like – Oh, yeah, we saw Max at a party, and um, my boyfriend was like, look at my new uh, Pro AirPods, and how's your Apple Watch going? And they're, like, making a joke about the Apple products that Sheena had given them. I was like, oh, my God, this is dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really, I don't know. I want to see Sheena become a little bit more... Well, you know what? No, because it's who she is. She's very unaware. All the stuff she said at the beginning of things going down with coronavirus, where she's like, do you know how hard it is to be by yourself inside for like two weeks? Do you think I could do that? Are you guys going to do that? And she clearly didn't realize how serious everything was. She did apologize later. But she is very, very unaware of the world around her. She knows herself. She knows her friends. She knows her mom. And that is it. She doesn't know much else. And so for her grief... Grief is like oh I saw my mom grieving for her mom therefore I understand things related to losing a mom therefore I can empathize with my friends who've lost parents and right. it's just so elementary in thinking and very like it's just oh it just drove me crazy I- <laughs> it's just like and then they make Dana look bad like as if she's mean for for having a difficult reaction to an incredibly impossible situation that pissed me off.
1: Let me ask you, do you think, does Sheena have a secondary home? Yes. In in Palm Beach, Palm Springs? Palm Springs. Yes. Okay. So that's where she's quarantined with the hot Australian. Um, yes. Another thing she did when the coronavirus first hit and the um, California was starting to say, you know, the stay at home orders. And that's when she's like, everybody quarantine at my house in Palm Springs. And then somebody wrote her and was like, okay, well, you're the problem. Like you can't, have these gatherings and she wrote back well if people in China didn't eat bats we wouldn't have this problem and it did a bat emoji um and people came after her obviously like crazy yeah she took that post down but all the reactions all all the hate that she got was still there she didn't take that down she just took the original post down so you couldn't tell what people were reacting to and then was like sorry oh my god like I was making a joke like, oh I mean, it, leave those jokes for Jacks. <laughs> exactly. Coming from him, we'd be like, "Well, that's Jax. He's.
0: Uh, um. So then, the biggest thing that actually happens this episode is this witches of WeHo wine event, and you can tell Stassi's heart isn't in the wine business anymore. Her and Katie show up. Kristen brings all of the like stuff for the event <laughs> and is setting it up and like seemingly busting her ass but we don't really know if it's you know I, I i'm always wondering like what's really happening behind the camera and um so and you see that Bo is planning to propose the next day and he's trying to figure out if after the proposal it makes sense to invite Kristen um to the engagement party because Kristen and stassi used to be good friends and is it worth it and he is friends with Kristen, and it just all blows up because Stasi is you know okay so here's the backstory have you listened to Stassi's podcast from yesterday no I have not so there's a lot of backstory about why she's upset with Kristen
1: but this is what I need to know in life why she's (laughs) upset with Kristen because
0: you know I've told you so many theories I was yeah I I think there's more to it than what she said publicly but so one thing was Bo was trying to make her think that he wasn't going to propose so she was very on edge and she got, he got Katie to like do the same kind of thing to make her think that maybe he changed his mind and wasn't as into Stasi anymore. And that like catapulted her into not feeling as strong about the relationship. And then it brings up everything with Kristen, how you know, Kristen cheated on um, Tom and uh, with Jax. And, you know, then st- it just, you know, shitty stuff. So Ooh. the reason. That her and Katie, and Katie has not ever commented publicly on any of this until yesterday, have an issue with Kristen. Stems from two years ago when Kristen and Carter were having all of these problems and it was never shown on camera. And Kristen said, I want to be more authentic. I don't want to lie. I want to show my relationship as it really is on camera. How do I do that? And Katie and Stasi said, we'll ask you about it when we're in solving And that's an opportunity for you to start talking about it and just Mm -hmm. say what's happening, you know? And, you know, Katie has a lot of experience with talking about her relationship on camera. And then when they did it, Kristen ended up like looking at them as if they were crazy saying that they weren't supporting her, that they were being bad friends. It was as if they had never had that conversation with her to begin with. She completely backtracked and started um, defending Carter and they're mm. like, they were pissed off that that happened. And they thought, okay, there was one more time they were going to like do it. And they did it again. And she did the same thing defending Carter. And then the last straw was the last reunion. Sassy was like, I'm sure she's going to bring up the fact that we had talked about this off mm. camera. And that, you know, it was just too hard and too real. And she just didn't want it. it she backtracked. She ended up digging her feet in farther and being like, You're not supporting me. I was supporting you when you were in bad relationships. And Stassi was like, are you kidding me? You literally told us to set you up for being able to talk in front of the camera about this. And then you went back on what you said you
1: were going to do. Okay. Multiple times. I've always known that it's about Carter and how horribly he treated her and how you know, years and years and years they have to hear her cry and they get back together and all that. And we've all been – we've been that person or we have been the person that had to listen to that. Like we've all been there, but I guess that what's not being shown is like, why all of a sudden are they so mad about it? Like they, they've been doing this with Kristen for years and she's been doing it with them for years. Um, so I guess that does explain it, but it doesn't explain it because they're like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But they're all still on this show together and they have had to listen to, Stassi cry over Patrick, they've had to listen to Tom Schwartz, who probably is screwing somebody as we speak, still married to Katie. I mean, so it explains it, but it doesn't explain it. Well, it sounds like,
0: um, you know, Stassi actually didn't cry that much to them about Patrick. Like she like she did and did. I don't know. But but it sounds like also with um, Kristen, she would it was a bit over like it it was she did it for years as opposed to <clears throat> yeah, yeah 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 you know it yeah. went on and on and on and then she wasn't changing anything and then they started having to try and set boundaries because it was draining them and they would say mm-hmm. can we hang out and just not talk about carter can we get together get lunch and and that subject not come up and mm-hmm. kristen would say no this is my life i want to talk about it You know, and and they'd be like, can we not like, you know, because if you tell me all these things, then it's really hard for me to when I see him and then she would bring him around and be like, we're having a good day. So be nice to him. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they were like, what do you mean? What about all those things you were crying about two days ago?
1: Right. You know, like it's just
0: it was never ending. And I think they are just upset with how she made them look bad on camera and they Mm -hmm. look like bad friends when really they. Um, were They knew about all the problems And they never exposed her for it They never brought it up on camera They never talked about Kristen Or any of those things So it, I don't know It seems like a lot of it has to do with What's shown on camera and what's not And how they all agreed to kind of live Authentically with each other Be friends and also be on camera And then mm-hmm. Kristen kind of Backed out of that and was like I'm only going to Show certain things and not everything You know I don't know. She's
1: also afraid of Carter um, for whatever yeah. reason I and mean, yeah. desperately clinging to that relationship for whatever reason. Um, you know, she's got this new boyfriend now. So she's she's a little bit like Sheena in that she's, you know, gets clingy really fast. Yep. Um, and, you know, your whole theory with uh, Kristen being a lot like Stassi's mom is so. also valid. Um, I'm going to go listen to that because, um, when Aaron and I talk about Vanderpump on Hey Bunky, we are like, what is it? Like there obviously is something there. They're not saying because we've all been in this situation. We have to listen to a girlfriend bitch about their boyfriend for years and you know, never. So what is it? Like what? And I was like, it has to be something with the business. Like it has to be something where, Carter took out a loan from the business and it screwed them over. I mean, it has to be something that we're just not getting. It has to be. So maybe that's it. And it's just more amplified and we're not getting the complete full story. I don't know.
0: I think it's also like Kristen trying to make them look bad,
1: make them look like they're unsupportive friends. And that was what they were
0: upset about. And they were like, like we were doing all of this off camera with you. You were coming over crying. We were comforting you you know, it was taking over everything. It was everything we were talking about. Stassi was like, I was constantly talking to Bo about it. Like it was a main topic of conversation was Carter. You know, it was it was all consuming. And, you know, at some point, like they said, it felt like she was an addict, like she kept going to Mm -hmm. him. And then they they got to the point where like, we can't help you anymore.
1: Absolutely. It seems like that. Yeah. You
0: know, and and then Kristen blamed them instead of, trying to take ownership and address the issue. She just was like, you're not being the kind of friends that I want you to be, which is letting me come to you at any hour of the night crying. And then I tell you how to behave the next day.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I get it. I get it. I I get it. I mean, like I said, you know, in my mind, Stassi can do no wrong. Katie to me still, you know, I I still like Katie. I'm definitely the only person, but, um, I, I, I think that, It's very interesting because I feel like On one side Kristen probably thinks like Oh the two of you are now in these perfect relationships And you're just leaving me out you know And Kristen just wrote that relationship Book and we're like really girl Um, I don't know I don't
0: know I won't take any Advice from her and I I enjoy her On my TV I enjoy her on the show Mm -hmm. I think she's interesting um, Kind of volatile Kind of you can't look away But You know, at some point, like, girl, if you're unhappy, you have to take, you have the means, you have money, like you can see a therapist, you can find a psychiatrist, you can deal with this, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to like shame her for her depression or whatever else is going on, but she's, I don't know, to get mad at your friends for how they react for two years of you using them as therapy is, is I think unfair.
1: Well, I will be interested to see how it plays out, what they will actually say at the reunion if we ever get there. Yes. Um, please don't let it be on Zoom. Uh-huh. And um you know, it, it it's telling that you and I are spending all this time discussing all those relationships of the original cast and and no time talking about the others. Old, old Brett, New Brett, you know, Charlie's funny with her one-liners. Um Danica obviously is kind of a psycho but I think she's I think Dana's trying to be the new Stasi I think Charlie's trying to be the new Sheena I think that um Danica's Danica trying is trying to be, to be Kristen yeah nobody's trying to be Katie um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I I'm not I, I'm here for it if it's a spin-off and I'm fine if it's like a little short season spin-off situation I'm here for it but I gotta I gotta have my original cast i gotta have them
0: i feel the same way and i just want to see them in i like listening to stassi when she's doing this um podcast with katie because it's just how they normally talk it's how they talk to one another it's their real life yeah
1: i can't wait to go and listen to that to get a little more insight into it because i mean every week we're like what is it this is not what we're seeing on camera is not the reason they're icing out their best friend of 10 years you know there has to be there has to be more
0: They also had an agreement, it sounds like, um, Mm -hmm. when they all like were not friends and friends again and not friends and they when they all come together and they were like, we are going to promise to be honest with one another always um, because we're not going to get in a situation where we stop being friends again. And they think that Kristen reneged on that.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. well, I can't wait to go listen to it. I'm going to I'm going to do that today.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on. That was like a full hour and a half of all bravo, but really appreciate it, Mary Payne. Where can everyone find you and listen to your podcast?
1: So, my podcast is called Pain in the Pod, P A Y N E, Pain in the Pod. And I talk to podcasters like you. Um, I recently also talked to uh, Ryan Bailey, which is so funny. Oh, my God. He's uh, hilarious. <laughs> he's hilarious. And, um, God, you know, he puts out four hour podcasts. I know, four and a, and a half. I- I had an intervention with him. I was like, Ryan, we need to break it up. We need to have put out three a week. I mean, you know, why? Why the four hours? Um, but I talk to podcasters. I talked to a lot of true crime podcasters and I talk to reality show podcasters because I find that people that really are into reality TV also are really into true crime. And I think it has to do with, you know, the storytelling aspect of it um, or the, the true nature of true stories. And I also have a Patreon-only podcast with um, our friend Aaron Martin. It's called Hey Bunky, and we talk about things like Love After Lockup, hence the term Bunky, and Ninety Day Fiance. And we did touch on Vanderpump Rules. Um, it's the first Bravo show we've done. We touched on Vanderpump Rules. But if you're interested in hearing me talk about podcasts, pain in the pod. If you're hearing me interested in talking, well, interested in hearing me talk. Now I had not had enough coffee. Interested in hearing me talk about reality shit shows then head on over to hey Bunky.
0: thanks so much and uh have a wonderful start to your day it got got an early start so <laughs> you're i ready know to- thank you
1: thank you this is about the time i'd be getting up so <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling really proud definitely my teenagers won't be up for two more hours so <laughs> <laughs> well have a good one okay thank you Come celebrate Lowe's first annual Spring Fest and give your lawn the look it deserves with five bags of premium mulch for $10 or three 19.3-ounce bonnie vegetables and herbs for $9. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home, in-store or online. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 421 while supplies last, in-store only. Selection varies by location, U.S. only, excluding Alaska and Hawaii.